Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. But the tallest Leo Bragg has said there must be zero tolerance for any violence against women. He's called for Ashley Murphy's death. Truly uh, devastating and senseless. He says, when asked by what form of zero tolerance we could take, his spokesperson said the new strategy against violence towards women will be the most ambitious to date. It will focus on prevention and ensuring victims are better supported. And a draft of the strategy has been completed. The news comes, obviously, in the wake of the murder of Ashley Murphy on Wednesday afternoon after a day of grief and anger following the killing that, I suppose, shocked the nation. Demands are being made for urgent legal and policy changes to protect women, with the director of the National Women's Council said on Thursday night that she has never seen so many people calling, asking to help and express their anger. Uh, Since 1996, 244 women have been killed with 13% of the perpetrators strangers The charity Women's Aid said uh, amid the anger and heated debate, a government minister faced a storm of criticism after suggesting that women perhaps needed panic alarms, adding that uh, she would be returning to the safety of the gym rather than the exercise outside. Minister Josepha Madigan said on radio yesterday, we need to look at practical measures like, I don't know, panic buttons perhaps being installed. On a personal level, I've been using a treadmill recently in the gym for other reasons. I was contemplating going back outside again. I might stay in the gym for a while longer and a lot of people suggested that's kind of victim blaming in a sense that in other words women should stay indoors I suppose I don't think that's what she meant but that women should stay indoors rather than risk going outdoors and nobody wants to see a society where women have to stay indoors also Miss Madigan was heavily criticised for her comments following the interview with Pat Kenny uh, with Sinn Féin TD Louise O'Reilly describing the minister's remarks as insensitive It's a solution to nothing, she said. It's not what women are looking for, she said. I think she got it wrong and she should withdraw the suggestion that women want or need an app or a panic button and actually focus on what the problem is. The problem is not the women. She wasn't killed because she didn't have an app. She was jogging on the street and she was that she was on, although well lit, was not safe. In other words, she's saying the streets should be safer and not giving women apps. Following the backlash, a spokesperson for GC for Madigan said that the junior minister did not call for the use of panic buttons. In fact, she said that this is something she does not want to see in society and that instead we need to focus on the root cause of violence against women. So today I want to speak about this. And what do you believe will make our society safer for women? As a woman listening today, have you had experiences? What do you believe will make society safer for women? Do you... When you walk out at night, and I've talked to Ruth and Ashling about this, obviously, because uh, I work with them very closely here, and, and, and they've described that feeling to me, you know, when they're walking down a road and a builder whistles at them or whatever it happens to be, and the feeling of being unsafe sometimes. As a woman, do you feel unsafe? I mean, when you're walking around the streets at night particularly, do you feel unsafe? If you go walk home from your boyfriend's or your partner's house or your mother's house or wherever it happens to be and you to walk to a bus stop, are you looking over your shoulder all the time? Do you feel unsafe? Now don't get me wrong, there's always going to be an element, we don't live in a perfect world uh, be you male or female, there's always going to be an element of unsafeness sometimes in certain, in certain scenarios but as particularly as a woman, do you feel unsafe? And I want to know the experiences you have and I want to know how you believe we can help how can we help How can everybody get involved, men and women, to make it a safer place for all of us to live in? 
The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. I want to hear from women today as well. How do you feel living in this country? Do you feel unsafe? Let me know. The number is 087-188-0008. You can text or WhatsApp. Or please send us a, an audio message on WhatsApp. Just press the little microphone at the bottom of the WhatsApp uh, app there. And you can send us a little audio message randomly if you want to. And we'll play it on the air. All right. Lots of WhatsApps. Lots of texts coming in as well. The number is 087-188-0008. Ashley Murphy's name will be forever remembered in this country, of course, as a young, innocent woman who just went for a jog and unfortunately never came home. Siobhan, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing? Hi Niall, how are you? Siobhan, what a shocking, shocking story and it certainly seems to have set the ball rolling and everybody's using the word watershed moment although Garode rightly pointed out we've had a lot of watershed moments and we've done nothing about it but yeah. I mean, you believe the laws against violence should need to change? A hundred percent I just, this this whole thing with Ashling um, has triggered me so much um, I just I'm so sick of hearing women being abused in this country and absolutely nothing being done about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear daily about these paedophiles, uh, these Tusla workers that are, that they, they get suspended sentences for these horrific crimes against women and children and nobody is saying or doing anything about it. It's just, it's, it, 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 it's beyond me how... The victim, if a woman comes forward and says, I was abused by a man physically, sexually, whatever, she's the one that's under scrutiny. And then they've put a new law in that the, that the person that's accused of doing this to her can cross-examine her in court. Mm-hmm. I know, like, because, because, of course, she's considered to be the state's witness, so to speak. And I, and I understand how difficult that must be for any woman to come forward. And this is the reason why many women don't come forward, um, you know, when there's a rape. And I, and I understand I understand. there's a balancing act between the law and being fair and, of course, an accusation and somebody who's been horrifically damaged by rape. Uh, and, I, and I completely understand where you're coming from in that. And we need to figure out a better way or a better system. And when somebody's found guilty, we need to throw away the key. Absolutely. Uh, like, it's just, I, I keep hearing for the last, day and a half um, we should be teaching our daughters martial arts we should be no that's um, not the answer we should be teaching boys not to rape we shouldn't be teaching girls how not to be raped we should be teaching like I have a son and I have three daughters and even simple things like when he fights with his sisters he's not allowed to be physical with them and it's a no-go in my house because Boys are naturally, most of the time, stronger than women. They, they're physically stronger than women. And it starts in the home. It starts from a young age that you tell them about consent. Respect, and you tell them, respect. Yes, and personal space. And it, like, I just can't. And then men saying, oh, not all men are bad. Mm. Not all dogs bite. But it's trying to figure out which dog will bite you. So therefore, you're... Well, you know, the, the line, and I've seen it all day yesterday, not men, all men are bad. Look, you know, I understand why of some people get a bit upset about it. But, but in saying that, that's not the time for that debate. It's not. Yeah. It's not. And, and for the men that believe that this is wrong and that, that, this, and that women need so much more rights, they need to stand up for us. They need to speak out for us, not against us. 
they shouldn't be saying it's not all men. They should be saying, why is this happening? Like, what I assume all of those men who say those things have a wife, have a daughter, have a mother, exactly. have a sister. You know, exactly. I, and I, I think it's important that we look after everybody. I, I was talking to the girls here yesterday and I was, you know, holding my head going, I said, Ashley and Ruth, tell me what we need to do. Tell yeah, me what exactly. men need to do. Exactly. You know, and, and, exactly. and we, we spoke about at a young age intervention at the age of 14 yeah. or 15 years of age. Because, look, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, again, as you rightly said, not all men are bad. And we, we know of that. Course. And 99.9% of, of men would never, ever harm a woman. Right? But of we need course. to identify that small percentage who are yeah. doing this to women and yeah. find out why they're doing it. And yeah. from a very early age, understand it and stop it, Okay. And, and I think, again, it comes down to somebody going into a classroom with boys and girls and letting girls stand up at 15 years of age and explain and how yeah. how they feel sometimes frightened yeah. by, Absolutely. you know, a boy making comments to them or a boy harassing Absolutely. them. or And maybe then boys will understand when they see a girl being upset about how upset she is about those comments. Maybe yeah. then they'll start to respect them a bit better. Yeah, well, if I was a boy in society now and I'm looking at Facebook and I'm watching all these things of court cases of women being attacked, assaulted, and absolutely no repercussions for it, I wouldn't be scared to do anything to a woman. Mm. It wouldn't, it, I wouldn't be deterred. I wouldn't be scared to do anything because there's absolutely no repercussions for them. There's nothing. Daily you see it, and there's nothing. There's nothing done for women. I mean, it's like, it, and, and I, I read this morning that the statistics were 200, I think, and 209 women have been murdered. 244 it, since 1996. And, and 16 children. Yeah. And then I tried to find the statistics on how many men were murdered for, by women, and I could find none. No, but the, I, I was looking these statistics up yesterday, uh, worldwide, and, and I suppose America has a large sample size, although we're probably a little bit more of a dangerous country, depending on the state yeah. you happen to be living yeah. in. And, you know, when it comes to random attacks, which is what we're talking about, we're talking about yeah. walking down the yeah. street and feeling yeah. safe. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, we can go into domestic violence and all that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to random attacks, it's extremely yeah. rare that a woman yeah. will randomly attack and kill a man on the street. It just, do, it just doesn't happen. I believe yeah. 87% of those murders are men. And are you telling me the people that know, the, the families of these predators, are you telling me that they never see red flags in these people? They must. They, ne- they must. Yeah. So what are they doing? What are they doing? They're hiding it for them. They're, 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 they, they they're are the friends, ones responsible. But here, their friends must see it. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Because exactly. I, I remember, and as a man, I'm guilty. Because I remember back in the 1970s and 80s when I worked yeah. in the nightclub industry, there were individuals, yeah. be they doormen or managers or whatever they were. And yeah. I, at the time, thought everybody knew, oh, he's a creepy old shite. You yeah, know, you know, I, yeah, yeah, and up to no good with women and all sorts of carry on. Yeah. But we ignored it. We just yeah, ignored completely. it. Completely. And the men that want to do something about it, you're asking, what can you do? You can... You can, what you can do is you can tell this person he's a creep and that it's not okay for him to be around you. You don't want to associate with him. Well, That's I didn't. By do. the way, I didn't associate with those individuals. I wasn't that, that type, and I'm not just saying that, trying to be well, Mr. Goody Goody, but, but, but I probably, in hindsight now, should have done more. Know them. Yeah. The people that do know them. That's what men can do. They can call them out on what they're doing. They can call them out. Mm-hmm. They, can, they can make... It's embarrassing for them. If one of their friends grabs a girl's arse or grabs a girl's boob or something, they call them out in front of people as a man, as their equal, and say, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay. You're 100% right. You know, it's not okay. Yeah. 
you know, I just, I don't know. I and don't do, know you, do you, Siobhan, do you think we'll get to a point where you can walk, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's always dangerous walking at night. We don't live in a perfect world. There's always going to be dangers around the corner, okay? But do you think you'll ever get to a point where you will have less fear, or, or should I say, or at least the same fear as a man walking out in society? Or no. as a woman, would you always be more no, fearful? you'll always be more fearful. And the fact of the matter is, men are, are genetically, they're, they're physically stronger than women. And that is a fact. And, and I know feminists hate to hear that and everything else, but they are always going to be able to overpower a woman um, in the majority of the time. So we're always the weaker species in that in, in that way. We mm. are, and we're and we're like we're like the lambs out with the wolves. And and until 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 the laws are put in for that not to be okay, and for men to be afraid of the repercussions of it, no, it's never going to be safe. Never. Mm. I mean, I think I think when it comes to suspended sentences or either murder, and I've seen some horrific sentencing for murder recently in this country where people get, you know, 12 years for killing yeah. somebody. I mean, yeah. until we get to a point where people are put behind bars, by the way, men and women are put yeah, behind bars, you know, for life sentences. Yeah. And I mean, like America, life sentences. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we've seen what's happened yeah. to Ghislaine Maxwell there two, two weeks ago. As well. I know. You know. I mean, trafficking women, she'll get 60 years in jail. That's the kind yeah. of sentencing we need to see. And she'll do jail. She will yeah. do real jail. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be cushy and easy going for her. Mm-hmm. She will do real jail time. And, and if Epstein had survived, uh, he did the right thing by taking his own life. But if he hadn't yeah. survived, you know, he yeah. would have equally saw 100 years in yeah. jail for what he did. And what's life in Ireland? 17 years? If you're lucky. Yeah. If you're I lucky. Mean, I don't know people who get that, really. You know what I mean? To be honest with you, a lot of them walk out after 12 or 13 years. There was that shocking case in County Kerry where that man walked in, raped a woman, killed her, killed her two children and set the house on fire. And, and he walks away with a 13-year sentence. He got three 13-year sentences to, to yeah. run concurrently, which means yeah. he got out after 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know? it's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's so maddening. It's so... I I just fear for my daughters. I fear for their future. One of them is deaf. <laughs> what What's she going to do when she's out walking? Mm. Uh, she, she can't even hear her surroundings. Mm, like, I'm sorry. I, I just... It, it really, it's triggered me so badly and I, I'm absolutely appalled. I'm sure the information I, you got last night, late last night, or probably this morning if yeah. you went to bed last night, that this, the it perpetrator is, is not the perpetrator after all. And now we're I, still in the same I position. Know. I know. And why would they, why would they be so sure on someone that quickly? And they also said as well that she didn't know her perpetrator. How did they know that? They didn't. They made a mistake. They made it's clear they should the guard a press conference yesterday. They said he acted alone, so they were one hundred percent sure. It yeah. seemed yesterday this was the guy. Yeah, and that he was a stranger and that she didn't know him. And how, how like, do they understand the detriment of these mistakes to this case? The detriment, like it's 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 so frustrating. It's it's just I don't know. I just I I was very shocked by the amount of men that came at me with. It's not all men. No, I know. That's yeah. not what we're talking about. It's not the de- well, it's not and the day for that argument. If you're getting it? defensive yeah. and saying it's not all men, then maybe you yourself are triggered and maybe you feel guilty of maybe disrespecting a woman in time yourself because it's not a place... It, like men that, men that know they haven't been good, to, that, that have been good to women and that they do treat women right, that's not their reaction. Their reaction is, how can we help? What can we do? You and, know what, what? and just just finally, because I'm running out of time rapidly here, yeah. what, just give me one idea of, I mean, Leo Varadkar says, you know, he's going to have a zero tolerance, a new strategy of violence towards women will be the most ambitious to date. 
I mean, I know some of the comments that were made by Josepha Madigan, you know, about, uh, you know, apps and alarms and all sorts of things. That didn't go down too well. I mean, because another, and she also mentioned staying in the gym, which is certainly not, that's kind of almost like victim blaming in some sense. Yeah. But, but in saying that, what do you think we can do to make it safer? Just better sentencing. Stop. Um, what could we do to make it better? There's so many things that we could do, but one of them is definitely, definitely that the law needs to come down so much harder Absolutely. on these predators. It has to. Okay, it, so it, instead of 15 years in jail, 30 years in jail minimum. That's it. And, and, and they do real time. They yeah. do real time. Oh, yeah. And, it, like, and their family and their friends disown them. I mean, these family members that stick by them and stand by them and, oh. and defend them. You, everybody is accountable for it and everybody, everybody has a place with making this better and it's just not a safe place. for Ireland is not a safe place for women and children. It's not. Okay, listen, Javon, thank you very much indeed. Well said. All right, I want to go to Alex after the break. Alex, sorry, I have to go to break. The number's 87 Alex, how you doing, Alex? You're in Ireland's class, Hi, how are you? How you doing, Alex? Alex, are you on a speakerphone or something like that? Can you turn off the speakerphone? Okay, you just need to turn off the radio then. Okay, thanks. Okay, so Alex, um, you believe that women have never felt safe? Um, well, I can't speak on behalf of every woman in Ireland. But okay. I know from my own experience, I can't say that I've ever felt fully safe. Like, my, from a very young age, my mom was... Um, and my dad would be pressing me on how to keep myself safe. So even from then, I'm thinking, well, I, I can't be safe because I haven't even gone out the door yet. And, and I've been old. told that I that I don't feel safe, yeah, from a very young age. Um, if I get into a situation where I'm unsafe. And when, when, you, when you say that you don't feel safe, is, is that in certain scenarios or certain circumstances, if you're walking home late at night, if you're walking home during the day, or is it any time of the day? I mean, what in particular makes you feel unsafe? For people maybe who don't understand that. Definitely in, well, I mean, in the dark or in, in, after dark, I, I wouldn't feel safe. Like, I'm, re- I'm a really active person, but I wouldn't, I would never go for a run in yeah. the dark on my own. And if I do go in the evening on my own, I would never do that. I check the back of my car before getting into the back of my car to make sure. That happened to my mom years ago, so she was in the back of her car. And so I would never get into the car at night time and not look in the back of it. Yeah. And if I'm driving around town, I'd always lock the doors, even if I'm sitting in traffic, um, for the fear that someone might jump in. And, like, I'm a, I'm a student social worker, and I'm a social care worker, so that probably opens up my eyes to a lot more as well. Yeah. Even before that, no, I can't say that I, I genuinely... Um, and when you see the events, over certainly over the last 24 hours, um, since Ashley Murphy was tragically murdered... I mean, what do you think we can do or what can Leo Varadkar or indeed our government do to make it a safer place? Because we want, everybody wants it to be a safe place uh, for women and indeed for everybody. But we want to make it a safer place. We don't want women of Ireland telling us they don't feel safe. So how can we make that better? It's not, never going to be perfect. I get that. But, but how can we make it safer? Yeah, it's, it's not going to be perfect. I think, um, like I totally agree with that last one that was on, we need harder sentences and Less, uh, less lenient ones to, to set a, a precedent and to, and to show people that it's not tolerated. So before it even gets to that point, like people, a, a, you know, a child has been born into this world, uh, into this world, misogynistic. A child has been born into this world, sexist. They are born into this world, the environment that they're in, it's the people that they are with, it's what they consume on the television, is what makes a big difference and shapes them and molds their opinions, their values, their beliefs. So it really does have to go back 
the grass. And, and, I, and I agree with you, but there are so many ingredients in what you're talking about. Uh, when, you, when you're talking about misogyny, for example, there are, you, you talk, mentioned the media, you know, television programs, movies. You know, and, and I can see that is all starting to change. Like simple things like when we look at, say, the Marvel movies and the hero being a woman instead of a man. So we are seeing those simple things slowly change over time. But that is going to take time, isn't it? Making big change, but you're not you're not going to have a change overnight. That's the problem. Like yeah. it's not something that's going to happen overnight. So you do have to start with small things to reach each and every goal. But I suppose in terms of trying to make it safer now, I think I think especially around going into secondary school, such a, a difficult stage. You've got home, you know, you've got you've got kids trying to to, to fit in for certain goals and have friends and all that stuff is really really difficult. And, you know, sometimes you say things, you do things, but you might not have in your wife's dreams because you're just trying to fit a mold. I think that age is really important to get. And I, like, there's actually feedback in school. There's, well, when I was in school, they were the most useless things ever. They were not practical whatsoever. Yeah. I think a class like SKT would be really beneficial where you just have girls and, and guys sitting in a room and really, really challenging, like, say there's a situation where someone's been assaulted or as an example that they use in the class. And, and absolutely, and we do go back to need to go back to grassroots and go right back to the start and figure out why it's happening and why people believe they have a right to do this to anybody indeed, especially women. But in saying that as well, we do need, and I think people have mentioned it over the last 24 hours, I think guard of presence on the streets makes a big difference and a good deterrent as well for crime. Feeling safer, like, I mean, I, I live in Galway and down the back of NUIT and there's a laneway and there's signs up at night time saying do not come down here at night time it's dangerous because women have been assaulted on so many occasions but you don't see security walking around it's like a sign's not going to do anything so people know not to go down there because it's dark but why are we constantly putting it back on the individuals to try and be safe and not our resources to try and keep them safe so absolutely I think more guard of presence yeah. security things like this and look I mean you do have to put trust within the guards and security to not well, well, hopefully in this particular circumstance too with Ashling Murphy, we do have to trust the guards and hopefully they will come up with a result over the next 24 hours and maybe somebody else will be arrested in relation to this particular case. But listen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, and I appreciate you coming into the air, Alex. I'm sorry your line was a little bit bad. I know you were driving there and it's difficult to hear some what you said, but I think we got the general gist of it. Uh, the number is 087 uh, Round up all these mentalers who were attacking women and put them on Spike Island. Well, I couldn't think of a better idea. Uh, but in saying that, if we we need to find out and establish who they are first. Okay, keep texting, keep what's happening. The number's 087-188-0008. There are so many messages, by the way. I'll read out some of the messages and I'll play some of your WhatsApp audio messages. If you want to send us in a WhatsApp audio message, you can. Uh, you can send it to 087-188-0008. We'll take one or two more calls on this after the break. And the question I'm simply asking you after the tragic murder of Ashling Murphy and so many women saying they don't feel safe. And obviously we need to listen. And there's a... a Obviously, a uh, march on today outside the doll at four o'clock, a vigil uh, for women uh, who want to go there to respect Ashling Murphy and also the murder, murder, murder of Ashling Murphy and to call on the government to do more about it to make women feel safer in this country. Let's not let her death be in vain. And let me just go, if I can, to Jimmy. Jimmy, you're on line one. You're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jimmy? I know. How are you getting on? I'm uh, fine, thanks. Well, I, I don't think you're fine, Jimmy, because I'm sure the events of the last 24 hours has certainly know, reawakened the memory of your own daughter, Olivia. It is, yeah. It is unbelievable. Like, I mean, it is that poor girl and, that, you know, her poor family. And it's just... Oh, well, you, well you, you know exactly what they're going through because, just to remind people, your daughter was brutally murdered in 2013. 
Um, yeah, by Darren Murphy, who was sentenced and convicted for her murder. Um, a mother of three, 36 years of age, taken in the prime of her life. I'm so sorry. My condolences to you, Jimmy. And, and to all your family and I'm sure it never ever leaves you and days like now or the, the, the last 24 hours is probably bringing it all back to you again It is I mean and one of the reasons I suppose I, I kind of got into really was that um, there was someone kind of mentioned it about you know the family and how do they cope you know mm. and I mean like in a way they don't cope they're just numb yeah, I was you know, I was only saying that to my partner last night. We were talking about it, and we were yeah. saying they're they're probably on taking trying to take medication or something to calm them down because you you, you would be, you, you would just everything would be just flashing by you. You wouldn't be able to focus on anything. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. You don't feel well apart from rage and anger. Like you yeah. don't feel anything. You know. Yeah. Um, Did you know, by the way, I, I don't know how early on in the investigation uh, the police were aware of who killed Olivia at the time or who murdered Olivia at the time. Uh, were, you, were you aware of it on the, uh, at the time, at the very early stages? Well, we, we were aware. I mean, he was actually arrested and, and like, denied, like, if you like, yeah. that he yeah. murdered her because he, he sent her to the house and everything. Do you know, it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was bad. Like. Yeah. But, um, like, they were asking as well about, like, you know, the changes that have to be made and all that. I, I mean, the answer is, like, there's so many changes, really, you know, that it's, like, you know, the whole court system is a joke. I mean, we, we, we went through seven years of trials. We had three trials, you know. That's why I couldn't understand from your case. It was 2018 before you, it was eventually convicted. It was. It was unbelievable. Like, I mean, the first trial, like, I mean, he, he and it was, the, the first two trials were in Dublin, right? And um, so... The jury found him guilty, and then, uh, of course, the appeals kick in then, and the judge at the time, Judge Carney, who's, who's, um, who's passed on now, um, he didn't, seemingly, he didn't instruct the jury about what provocation meant. Okay. That was, that was the reason for a second trial, which was... But what you know, provocation meant, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, as if they didn't know, like... Yeah. Do you know, it's just a bit... But this is... Like Technical, see, technicalities, off, yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you come in off the street, like we did, like not yeah. knowing anything about laws or courts. Yeah. I mean, why would we? Like most families don't, you know. No, of course not. And then we faced him around this kind of legal stuff, and like, and then he gets sentenced, and then he's not sentenced, and then he's he's, know, ba- like, he's back out again as well. Well, no, he was, was he he was in prison the whole time. Yeah, but it wasn't there. I, I think, I think, but did I hear an interview with you going back about a year and a half ago? I think it was maybe your, it might have been your, one of your other daughters. Right. And she, she was criticising the prison services for allowing uh, him out on compassionate that's, grounds. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's right. He was supposed to, he wanted to go to a funeral or something like that. Yeah. And uh, we all kicked up over that because, well, you can imagine how angry course, we are. Absolutely. He doesn't deserve his freedom. The man brutally exactly. murdered your daughter, for God's sake. You know, but it's a kind of a life sentence, really, because, you know, and other families are going to go like Rachel Riley, and I could name them all off, as you could, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all the ongoing stuff, and I mean, all the kind of, you know, this is what needs to be changed. Like, it's all, I mean, we're, we're on tender hooks the whole time. Like, when is he going to be let out? When is he going to be let out? Do you know, this kind yeah. of thing. I mean, and and when, like, when is he? When is he due to be released? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I mean, any time I ask that question, right? I mean, it's a life sentence, mm. but it's only a life license, if you like. Yeah, yeah, man. Well. It's, it's not actually a sentence that's going to stay in prison. So I don't know. Maybe I think they changed the law there recently. They can apply for parole, and I think after God, I can't remember off the top of my head now. But it's gone from three years, and anyway. I think it's up to seven now. Some I can be corrected on this. 
But um, I know, I know. I only listened to Rachel O'Reilly, Riley's mother, there recently. Um, yeah, and she was saying that you know there's a possibility Joe O'Reilly would be out, you know, in the next five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, you that's know? probably possible. Like, yeah, 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 and and that's you know the fellow who killed my daughter Olivia is probably the same. Do you yeah. know, like, yeah. like, you know, they're all there, and it's I don't know, and this could and, be and you've got a life sentence essentially. You know, I mean, you oh, have yeah. a, and, and our three children, how are they, by the way? They have a life sentence. They're actually very good, like, you know, yeah. they're, they're brilliant kids, you know, they're, yeah. they're fabulous, like, you know, yeah. they're, and they're all well at school, and one of the grandsons, and they opened a shop, a pet shop, selling. I mean, they're doing very well, you good. know. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. But and I'm she, sure they she, missed the she, she gave him a good start. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she did. She did give him a good start. Well, I mean, she was such a young woman to have her life taken so early, you know. And, she was, yeah. She and, was. And, and I know you can empathise with the family and what they're going through right now because you went through that at the, exactly, you know, the same thing. Poor old things, yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable from really. And I mean, the whole thing, people are talking there about kind of uh, men and that, you know. I mean, I walk with young people all the time. That's what I do. And I mean, I keep telling them, like, you know, if a girl doesn't want to be with you, like, that's life, like, just yeah. get over it. Get over it, I mean? yeah, yeah. And the same with men as well. If a woman doesn't want to be with you, she don't want to be with you. Yeah. And vice versa, like, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of men out there, like, there's women that they don't want to be with either. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it doesn't give the women the right to murder them or the men the right to... It, there's a lot of murders over kind of stuff like that. What's wrong with these people, like? Yeah, I know, I know. What, what's wrong with these guys, you know? Like, you know, just get over it, like. What would Olivia be saying today if she was on the radio? What would she be saying to me? What type of person was she? <sighs> That's what it was brilliant, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was reading an article there about her earlier on there, and I have to yeah. say, yeah, you know, she sounded like a wonderful woman. You she was a hair book, or she loved her nights out, she loved her fun, but she, you know, she she done everything right, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. She, she looked after the kids, she had her own house, she had her own job, she had her own care, she had three fabulous kids, and she walked. And then at the weekends, sometimes she likes to go out and she'd have a few pints, and she'd have a great crack. She talked to anybody, she was very sociable, do you know, and... I don't know. Yeah. She was just, she was just brilliant. Like really, she's a good kid. Like, well, look, her memory will be there forever, anyway, and and and, and, and it never gets any easier for you, Jimmy, and for your family, and for her no, children. No, it doesn't. And like, else. and yeah, that's what I say. I'm pleased with that family you now today. Like this, yeah. you know, it's just like, oh, oh, you know, there's, there's no, there's yeah. no words for it. All right, well, listen, Jimmy, I wish you well. And, right. and thank you very much indeed. And once again, condolences to you and your family. I know it's a long time ago now, but it'll never leave you. Never leave you. Oh, no. no. Thanks, Neil. Oh, Thanks, Miller. Right. See you, Jimmy. Bye, bye, bye. There you go. Um, that's Jimmy Dunley. Uh, his daughter, Olivia, was murdered back in 2013. And Darren Murphy is the individual involved. He doesn't even deserve any recognition, but he's in jail at the moment. And, of course, a couple of years ago there, I know his sister was on radio at the time giving out because he was being let out on compassionate grounds for a funeral or something like that. These people should never see the light of day. And, of course, the point he's making again, like many other people, you know, they don't know when this guy's going to come out again. I'm just looking at his face here. You just know there's evil in that man's eyes. I can see his face here in front of me on the screen. Um, but you never know when he's going to get out. And they should be guaranteed, the victims of these kind of crimes, and certainly to discourage this kind of crime, this random attack of a woman where you will see a woman being murdered, to discourage this, we need to make sure that the people responsible go to jail for a very long time. So anybody else who even thinks about it in the future will know what the ramifications can be. Now, I've got some audio here as well. I want to play to um, WhatsApp. If you've sent in your audio messages. Um, I have two daughters, a 19-year-old and a 12-year-old. Both practice uh, taekwondo. But really, what would happen if two men tried to attack one of my daughters? I live in a quiet suburb of Dublin 
and still I won't let my 19-year-old walk home from the bus stop alone in the evening from her part-time job because it's not safe. Women are not safe in this country. That poor girl in Ballyfermot, her two ass- uh, um, assailants were let out on 200 euro bail. That's not teaching anybody anything. So these kids are going around, they couldn't give a continental, they couldn't care less. They're just attacking because they know there's no repercussions. There was a stabbing in Blanchardstown the other day, two kids, I think it was all boys, but how are they going to be punished? They're not. The repercussions are too light in this country. Absolutely. A lot of people, that's what a lot of people are saying today. We need better justice. Hi, Niall. Um, look, in answer to your question, what can we do? Um, what everybody needs to do today is if you have a son, right, you need to sit him down and you need to talk to him. And you need to talk to him about respect, consent. Um, if he has a girlfriend, how he treats her, jealousy, all of these things. The conversation needs to be opened up with young men. Right. So we start off teaching them how they're meant to treat women. Right. That's where it starts. If we get that right, it we're getting somewhere. But nothing is going to change until people start talking to their sons. And that's where it's going to start. We need to open up conversations, have the awkward conversation. I know these things aren't easy. We need to have the conversations with these young men about consent, about everything in regards to how you respect a woman. Hopefully we'll get somewhere then. Yeah, you're right. We need to deal with it from a very young point of view because unfortunately I spoke there recently about these two L geezers I've seen outside a shop leering at young girls who are only 15 or 16 years of age. And unfortunately it's too late for them. They're 50, they're 50 years of age. Um, we can't teach an old dog new tricks but certainly if we put them in jail we need to put them in jail for a long time if they do anything wrong. But when it comes to young boys that's where we can start. Uh, let me go to change attitudes. Uh, Yvonne, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing Yvonne? Hi, Niall. I'm okay. I'm in shock, just like the rest of Ireland right now. And my heart really does go out to that poor woman, Ashling. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine, and, and Tom was on the air a few minutes ago, of course, in the same situation with his daughter many, many years ago. So or he could absolutely understand. Yeah. Or Jimmy, just, should I say, I apologise. Just my own situation. So, like, I thank God I've never been attacked, but I'm a 27-year-old woman and I'm living in Cork City and I finish work at 1am so I walk home from work I'm only about 15 minutes away but it is quite frightening and especially you know as of recently like I always like you know I never have my headphones in and I walk like in well-lit areas where I can but I think it's a disgrace that like I'm not able to carry pepper spray or anything like that like that's illegal in Ireland because Mm -hmm. really like I'm very small I wouldn't be able to defend myself at all. Can you do me a favour Yvonne for men that are listening to this show today who don't understand, because I had to talk to Ashton and Ruth about this as well, who don't understand that feeling that you have, because they don't have that feeling, maybe. And as as, uh, somebody rightly said earlier on, generally speaking, men are physically bigger than women or physically stronger than women. So they don't understand that feeling. They don't have that same fear. Describe that fear when you leave work, and even though you're walking in a well-lit part of of town, depending on the time of day that you're going, what what is that fear? I mean, is there an anxiety to that? Or how, how does that feel for you? Yeah, so it's definitely an anxiety and, you know, anything like the slightest noise or anything, you know, you'd nearly be jumping and turning around. And, like, it is like just a 15 minute walk that I walk, you know, all, all the time. And, and if somebody was walk walking behind you then, if you say in the corner of your eye saw a man walking behind you, would, would your heart be in your mouth? instantly cross the road and sometimes like what I really appreciate because I know that like 90% more 
of men. You know, they're not evil. They're not criminals. And sometimes I'd even see the man cross the road behind me. And that just, you know, gives me like a sense of relief, you know. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I feel like if I cross the road, then, you know, they might cross the road and then I'm really in danger, you know. Yeah. So it is it is very frightening. And it would be good, you know, or even like, you know, in terms of things we could do, like self free self-defense classes would be great. Like I have no experience of that or like even free self or self-defense classes in schools, mm. you know, like in school PE, like what did I learn? Gymnastics. I'm never using that, you know, like something useful. Yeah. Or like you know, the Garda could even, you know, bring out free self-defense classes for women would be great as well. Yeah, absolutely. And not not that we're kind of victim blaming here or suggesting that you should have to protect yourself. But unfortunately, we live in the real world where these things do happen or can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and you need to be everybody needs to be prepared. Yeah. In exactly. some sense. I, I mean, but I, I, I can't imagine your fear as a man. I can't imagine your fear, although, you know, some parts of the the country, I, I've often told my own sons as well, is don't walk down this road or don't walk down that road. Uh, but I can't understand that, to have that fear all of the time. And it must be very, very difficult. And I, I, I respect that. And I think the men of Ireland should also respect that too. Thanks, Niall. And I definitely think a, a bigger guard of presence because like, I've been working in this job for about a year and a half and walking home all the time. I'd say probably twice maybe mm-hmm. three times I've seen a, a Garda walking home. Couldn't, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And when I was a young fella, all we ever seen on the streets were two guards walking around on duty on a regular basis around the housing estates or whatever it was. You don't see that anymore. And you're right, a Garda presence makes a big difference, but I don't know why we don't see that now. Definitely. And I even find now with all the pubs closed, I feel less safe because at least when the pubs are open, the town, you know, the street... Was there was other people around. Time. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course, because the streets are a little bit more deserted at the moment, of course, yeah. I get that. And just another thing that I have set up on my phone, I don't know, I just saw it online and I set it up and it might help someone. So um, it, on iPhones, but probably on all phones, uh, you can set up, it's like an SOS emergency thing. So you just like press the side button on your phone. Phone, uh, five, five times, times. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I've done it by mistake in my pocket a few times. I called emergency <laughs> services. But, but I, I know if you, if you go into your settings on your iPhone, it's in there under emergency uh, settings. You, I think it comes with, by default, it's on every phone, switched on <laughs> when you buy your phone. You have to turn it off if, if you want to turn it off. So I think if everybody wants, don't, don't all test it. The emergency service will go mad. But if you're ever in distress and let's say your phone gets smashed or something or whatever or you can't reach it and it's in your pocket, your back pocket, mm-hmm. put your hand in and just press the power button five times and it automatically. And I think yeah. it's only on iPhones. Yeah, it automatically rings uh, the police or the emergency service. you services. could even set it up as well to text your emergency contact your location when yeah. you do press that button. But yeah, like whenever I'm walking home, my phone is always in my hand ready to go like... All right, but listen, thank you very much indeed, Yvonne, and, and on these tragic days, thank you very much indeed for talking to us. Uh, let me let me go to Anna as well. Anna, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anna? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, you mentioned, or I know pepper spray was mentioned. Um, you also want to mention pepper spray as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially that now there's pepper sprays that contain a different coloured dyes. Okay. So if you spray it on the attacker, basically... Um, it will stay there for 10 days. Okay, so, so they'll be even, easily identifiable, yeah. Exactly, so like I'm sure somebody will see a man with a blue face <laughs> walking around at some stage. Yeah, absolutely. So at least, obviously, like the attacks shouldn't happen, but if it happens, like it actually makes it easier for somebody to get caught for it. So maybe then if somebody is thinking about doing something else, he's going to think twice because at the moment I think there's a lot of people thinking that, a lot of men thinking that, they will go and punish 
mm-hmm. doing whatever. There's especially like one la- one lady was saying about um, teaching like young boys mm-hmm. um, that online abuse, for example, isn't okay. Yeah. Because at the moment there's no consequences. Yeah. Well, there seems to be very little consequences. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And, so it's not. It's and not do you, okay. Do you feel safe, Anna? No, I don't. To okay. be fair, like I wouldn't walk um, late at night um, on my own. And only recently I listened on the radio because I'm from Cork and I listened on the radio and there was two girls saying that only recently they were followed by three boys that were shouting different things at them. They went into Lidl because they were so scared and they were waiting basically for them outside. Um, oh, no. They waited inside the shop until they were gone and then they left. So, like, no, I love You should never have to do that. Scared. You shouldn't have exactly. to do that. And have exactly. You ever, have you ever had people shout at you or you know, make abusive comments to you as a woman. I mean, I mean, I know it's not the same as obviously being murdered, attacked or raped, but certainly this, this is where the attitude starts, I suppose, from a young age with, with that kind of commentary, uh, the sexist commentary or whatever. Have you ever had any of that? Yes, I did. Um, I used to do bodybuilding. Um, okay. So I used to have an Instagram account. There was plenty of that coming through. Okay. And Men think, thought that it's absolutely fine to send all of those comments. Okay, so they thought just because you put a picture of yourself up doing exactly. your bodybuilding that you were a exactly. game and you were open season. Exactly, okay. exactly. Okay, okay. And I detect, obviously, from your accent, you're not originally from Ireland. Where are you originally from, sorry, Anna? Um, I'm from Poland. Okay, and in Poland, I mean, is it similar? I mean, would women in Poland feel unsafe on the streets or are they more proactive in relation to sentencing and justice and putting people in jail for longer periods of time? No, it's not great either. Not okay. for any, like, of those attacks. Maybe for, like, murdering, yes. Mm. Yeah, you would get anything from 25 years up to um, up to life sentence. Okay, which doesn't happen here, sadly. Exactly. No. Exactly, unfortunately. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Anna. And okay. there's another one. Anna says we should have pepper spray. She mentions a pepper spray with a dye in it as well. Uh, Muriel, you're in Ireland's classic. It's Adrian Muriel. Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, Muriel, how are you? I have so many texts, so many calls from so many women with suggestions on how, you know, Leo Varadkar could improve his strategy, which he said is going to be the most ambitious to date, to have a zero tolerance on violence against women. How do you think we can make it better? Um, Well, I think reports that are made need to be taken a lot more seriously Mm -hmm. than what they are. Um, I had had a horrific incident. It started four years ago that... um, it started out harmless. It was just a person that I knew um, sending me messages. Our daughters were the same age, and it was just in relation to my daughter was going through an anxious time, and you know it was just kind of touching Mason and you know being supportive. A that common was. interest, yes, a common yeah. interest. And then, yeah. and then after that, then he started getting a little bit lewd, okay, you know, commenting on my figure and whatever else. So. I just, I just ran. I'm, can I just, just go? When he sent the first message, which wasn't about the, you know, the, the the commonality between your daughters, when you got that first personal message, what was your first reaction to that? Then, what did, um, what did you? I, I brushed it off. Okay. You know, I just went. I, I actually didn't even respond to the first message. It was like, oh, I saw you today in the street. You, you're looking fit. You have a good figure. Right. Okay. And I kind of just went, you know, harmless. Think nothing of it. And then they kept coming. Right. And I was I was at a shop one day and I, I came out of the shop with my young daughter with me and he sent a disgusting message just that, that he really enjoyed watching me pick something up off the ground. I dropped something, putting her into the car. Oh, so he was watching you? Yes. So, I mean, that day oh, no. I got very, very upset. Of course so you I did. I blocked him and um, I blocked 
there was no way that he could contact me. And I rang my husband um, because, unfortunately, the situation was, was he someone known to us? Yeah. And and his job would entail him coming to our house on a regular basis. So you can imagine who delivers certain things to your house on a regular basis. Yeah. This is what I had to deal with. So it wasn't someone I could avoid. And what was your husband's you know? reaction when you told him? Um, my husband my husband was very angry. He just asked me, was I all right? Yeah. And the whole lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, he came home and he, he took care of me. And, yeah. But after that, um, the messages... He must have changed phone number. I got another message one night. I was on my way down the road and I had a few drinks to me. My husband was coming in to collect me up. I was on a girl's night out. And when I got home that night, I had a message on my phone saying, you must have very bad hearing. I was behind you the whole way down the road. Oh, my God. That must send shivers to your body to see something like that. It didn't that night because I I had a few drinks to me. I got angry and and I rang and I left... um, I, when I say now, I effed and blinded. I effed and blinded. I told him my husband would tear him apart. I, I was shaking with temper. Mm. The next day, the fear kicked in. Yeah. Because as I said to you, like he, he's someone who, who was in our area every day. I can't imagine so what it's that, like to have that idea that somebody is literally yeah. watching you or walking behind you or whatever, you know. It's, well, that was it. That was it. Yeah. So at that stage, then we went, I went to the garden and I told them. And they just said he hadn't done anything wrong. I know. What I know. could they do? You can't arrest someone over messages. I would need him to assault me before they could do something. I find, see, that I find difficult, you know, and I, I remember myself and yeah. Helena here going to the guards about messages we got to the radio station, which were quite threatening at the time. And and again, we, we got that kind of reaction, well, unless they actually do something. And I'm going, yeah. so you have to literally wait till you're in a position where you've been injured, hurt, or before. Now, I think the law on that is now changing. Um, there is new legislation coming in uh, in relation to stalking, and uh, we spoke yeah. about it during the year there. Um, so I think that that law and that, that legislation is changing. So maybe the Garda will have more power to be able to do something because it's not their fault. They can only go by the law, you know. Well, yeah, and, and what, what I will say is that was the end of that. Then you yeah. know, it, like it was parked, and I thought that was the end of that. Now we rang, we rang his employer. I rang his employer, and I put in a formal complaint because I said, as I said, I couldn't control his actions. He he was in my area. So I rang yeah. his employer and I said, look, there's a line been crossed and he was moved to a different area. Yeah. And so as I said, line underneath it. But unfortunately I moved jobs into the area he was now oh, in no. I didn't realise at the time. And it started again. I started with him just waving and the whole lot, but it escalated. And he was trying to get my attention one morning in the car. Now, I mean, even my 10-year-old said to me one day, why does that man keep flashing lights at you every day? She was in the car with me going to work. And how long, and how long ago was this, Muriel? How long ago was this? This was, this was last year, just okay. last year. Okay. And um, unfortunately, one day he tried to get my attention a little bit. He came too close and he broke the mirror off my car. Okay. And I got out and he kept going, oh, darling, are you okay? And trying to hug me. And I, like, even now I'm shaking. And I got in the car and I drove off. You must have been terrified. I was after, because he actually said, I picked up my phone. I had my phone and I was like, I'm going to let off the emergency alarm. And Sean, 
Like, I mean, I was shouting at him. And she I said, shouldn't. Come it's near even upset me listening to him, Muriel. Uh, look, it doesn't matter what he was yeah. doing. He was upsetting you. And like, listening to you there, you're, you're absolutely even thinking back and reconstructing it. You're terrified. And I can imagine um, yes. how you would have and felt. And I was. And I was. And when I went to the guards that day, I mean, obviously I had the, the broken mirror off my Jeep. They were more concerned that I left the scene of an accident than that I was afraid for my life. Because where he met me that day, there was nobody around. Nobody. And I even remember one car And did you explain to the guards that you had already been to the guard of Sheikana in relation to this man's threatening behaviour towards you? Did you explain that to them? I did, and they just said they didn't have a record of it. Did, Did I, was I given a case number? And that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I what my WhatsApp was, was that you should be given a case number. Yeah. And if you don't hear back, even if it's only just saying, look, we've looked into it, we've spoken to the person. Even just, I mean, even if, look, even if there isn't legislation to do anything about it in your situation, even just to give the man a call and say, it's Gardaíshire Corner here, we've had a complaint upon, you know, such and such, we're giving you a caution. Please stay away from them. And, and, that, and then that gets a case number. It goes on record. And that would be enough. That's, that's for exactly you to, it. for you then the next time, if a guard comes along for you to say, well, look, yes, there was a record of this and such and such a guard station such and such a time. And at least then there would be a record of it. Instead of being more concerned about your bloody mirror than they were about you being absolutely terrified this fellow was trying to hug you in the middle of the street. Yeah, well, that was it. He just kept saying, and I, I remember that day he actually said to me, and it was the only time a car passed. And he actually said to me, I, was like, my, I pulled my phone out of my hand. And he said, oh, are you ringing your husband? How long will it take him to get here? And I, my heart stopped. I just thought, oh, Jesus, it would be an hour. And that's when I sat into the car and I just thought, and he actually tried to pull the car door on me. And yet, when I spoke to people, it took me months before I would tell anybody apart from my husband. I had to tell my daughter. And for ages after, and I thought they were like, but he's the loveliest person. They didn't believe he'd be the type of person that would do something like that. that that's it. And it was yeah. only recently when I was talking to somebody else and they were saying to me they're, they're on the dating scene. And they just said... But I can hear in your... But, but see, it doesn't matter. The point is, I can yeah. hear in your voice and listen to you reconstructing the stories how terrified you are of this individual. And that's all that matters. Yeah. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Because you shouldn't feel like that. You, uh, well, you know I mean, I if I thought somebody was exactly terrified of my presence, I wouldn't go near them. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So I don't know why, yeah. if the man knows how much he's frightening you, and he clearly must know that, why he, he wants to be anywhere near you. I, listen, this, this is the thing that I ask myself at night time and, and with what's after happening this week and everything. You know, I, I stopped. I used to run. I used to run. I used to go out walking and running. And I stopped that day. That day that, that he broke the mirror off my car, I stopped. Mm-hmm. I stopped. I, I I used to if I went into a pub with a friend, I could turn around five minutes later and say I'm going home. I just wouldn't feel comfortable. I was like, it, you know, I just didn't. So I I retreated into myself, and I had just started in the last two months going for walks again. And yeah. then what's after happening yesterday? Just it's brought everything back. I know. It's, and, I I can, just, and I can understand why. I can understand why. Yeah. You know, I'm so sorry, Muriel. I'm so sorry that you feel the way you do. You should never, nobody should feel like that. And it's a terrible way to feel. And I, But I can understand completely yeah. why you feel like that. And, and yet if he came into my yard this minute now, we'll just say if he heard me on the radio and he decided I'm going to silence her, I still don't have a number. 
from the guards. I still don't have a case number. They still haven't spoken to him. And I know, I know you say they're doing their job or whatever else, but they don't take it seriously. Well, this is the conversation I had going back about two months ago or three months ago when I spoke to two ladies who had also been on the Late Late Show in relation to new legislation that was coming in for stalking. And uh, this was the problem all the time, that they were bound by the legislation and it was difficult for them, etc., etc. That's why there's new legislation now. Um, and I don't know if that's actually in yet, but I think it's coming in this certainly this year. Uh, that will tackle that situation, Muriel, so nobody else will ever have to go through what you're going to do. Yeah. Because the very idea that somebody's texting you while they're watching you telling you that you've dropped something or telling you they're walking behind you or telling you all this. That's, that in itself should be a crime. Because, well, it be. because, he, because anybody who doesn't realise that will terrify somebody, there's something wrong with them. It's all banter as far as he was concerned. No, it's not banter. You know, because like, when my husband, when my husband rang him and said, you, you broke the mirror off for cars, guards are involved. Yeah. And well, I said, give me her phone number. Hmm. And you're just thinking, what is actually wrong there? You know, what yeah. is wrong there? That when another man is even saying to you, you're out of line, you're 100% wrong, you frighten the life out of her. Like she had to go to the doctor, give me her phone number, and I'll tell her I'm sorry. As if that wouldn't have completely put me into sin. The bottom line is merely what's important is how you feel and how it made you feel and that's what's important and you were terrified and nobody's going to take that away nobody denies, will deny you that feeling and something needs to be done in that particular case in other words and I'm not suggesting it's the crime of the century but that's where it starts that's where all this type of stuff starts that's and, it. Yeah, and it needs to be dealt with from the very start before it escalates yeah. into the things yeah. that sadly like it, yesterday I, I do think I do think had had a guard had gone to him in the first instance, and just said, you know, stay away. That's enough. Stay away from her now. Yeah, and you know, I yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Muriel, listen, well said, and listen, thank you very much. And I'm sorry that you got so upset. Now go off and get yourself a cup of tea or a glass of water. And I'm sorry, I will. I'm sorry you got <laughs> so upset. But thank you for sharing the story with us because <laughs> indeed many people around the country, and I'm sure there are many, many other women who absolutely understand what you're talking about, and maybe have been through something similar as well. So thank you, Muriel. Too many, yeah. Absolutely. Why not? All right, there you go. As Muriel went to a very that's a terrible situation, absolutely terrible. Now, I know absolutely nothing on the scale of yesterday, but certainly for Muriel, uh, that was a terrible situation. I could hear it in her voice. The woman was absolutely terrified, and it doesn't matter what you think of the situation, it's what she thinks. She was genuinely terrified. She didn't want the man near her. She didn't want the man in her life. The man is texting her while she's bending down to pick up a bit of paper in a car park. So he was clearly watching her. She gets home from a night out, she's telling her, texting her, telling her he's walking behind her. I mean, what sort of man does that? It's a kind of cowardly thing to do. And then knowing that she's terrified him, he knows this already because the husband has told him. He goes over and tries to put his arm around her, tries to hug her. And I can imagine how terrified she was. And then guards come along. And unfortunately, the guards are only interested in the mirror of the car, not that she was terrified of this man, that he's been practically stalking her. Anyway... Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. I do want to get around to talking about minimum wage as well. But I think Ashling is inundated with your calls today. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. Been inundated with calls today, uh, obviously primarily from women who want to make Ireland a safer place and absolutely disgusted at the tragic uh, death of Ashling Murphy, obviously, like everybody is yesterday. June joins me on the line. You're in Ireland's Classic Hits. Hi, June. How are you? Hello, Niall. Um, thank you for having me. This is my... My third attempt uh, 
bringing this show and uh, not having the courage to come on. Well, I'm, well I'm, I'm glad you had the courage to come on. And I hope, well, you, I hope you feel safe in talking to me. I do. Yes, I do, Niall. And thank you for devoting so much of your time to this, well, extremely sad and difficult time for everybody now, more especially since this um, yeah. tragic death of Ashling Murphy, uh, which reminds me, and I must send my sincere sympathies to that family, and because you know, you know how they feel, June, don't you? Because I do. Your your own your own sister. Um, my sister, yeah, my sister was twenty three years of age. Yeah, she was murdered in a robbery in Perlis on the first of February, nineteen seventy five. She was brutally murdered. Kathleen was Cashin was her name, Kathleen and let's not forget Cashin her name. Kathleen Cashin. Yeah. yeah, she was murdered by Christopher Maher. She was murdered. Um, uh, in a robbery for three hundred pounds, she lost her life. Oh my! Uh, she was attacked. She was choked. Uh, she didn't die there in the office. She was then taken out into a field, dragged by her heels, and brutally—I mean, brutally—murdered. Um, I mean, I don't want to be too graphic, uh, Niall because it's not going to do anybody any good at this stage. Uh, But her injuries, she had 15 different injuries, including uh, fractured skull, fractured uh, jaw bones. And I think that would be enough. And Uh, and listening to you, June, I know it was 47 years ago, but listening to you, you remember it, of course, like it was yesterday. And, uh, and and Ashling's death obviously brings all this back to you again because you yeah. you've been through what this family have been through. Uh, uh, there is no description. You can't you can't describe describe the feeling at all. It, it's it's so traumatic. You cannot process it. Anything that's happening these days with that, and I'm sure I can speak. Um, I'm, I'm just speaking from my own personal and from watching my parents and my siblings. And you just simply could not process. You just go through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, You're like an auto, days, I imagine like an autopilot of some description. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And in those days, Niall, in 1975, and I'm sure you might... I remember, uh, yes, I remember. My age group would... Uh, you know, you didn't have... No counselling, nothing offered. No. In, it was a much simpler world, it was, of course, yes. It was simpler, and uh, in fact... Um, it wasn't. It was a rare occurrence then. And but to add insult to injury, and I mean, we're suffering yesterday, today, tomorrow. As I, I said this to Ashling, it's every day. It's somebody will. I say, oh, it's forty-seven years ago. No, it's no, 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 no. It's. I, it's I understand. It's a life sentence for you. It's a life today, sentence. And it's a life sentence. And it's very, very difficult. And it's when something like this happens, it just you just relive it, and it's very, very, very real again. You're going through the very same as the day. Uh, and I know. I mean, and just day. just like Ashley went out that morning or that yes. day for a jog, you know, your sister Kathleen went yes. out that day just to go to the bank. Just she like went to work. Yeah. yeah, she went to work yeah. that day, and uh, she left her office momentarily. She went to yeah. the ladies. She came back, it was six o'clock in the evening, and he was there robbing yeah. the office, robbing the safe. Yeah. I mean, you know, and she was left in the field for 
we don't know. We haven't um, we haven't full information about that aspect of them. We, I suppose we really didn't want to know anymore because it's very, very difficult. But here's to, the worst part of your story, and anyway, I got it briefly during the break there from Ashley. Yes. Right? And, the, yes. and the worst part of your story, to me, is the perpetrator, mm-hmm. the evil individual responsible for this horrible, horrible crime against your yes. sister. Um, yes. T- tell me how long he spent in jail. I tell you, he didn't spend any time in jail, no, Niall. No time whatsoever in jail. He was in one year and ten months in Dundrum, the central mental hospital. And the verdict, and this is this is very important. Yeah. The verdict was he was guilty but insane. Yes. Now, I, and, and Leo Varadkar, and I'm sure any of the government ministers, and I hope they're tuned into what's happening today, yesterday, to the families, you know, these girls, I believe in heaven. I, 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 I believe that everybody believes, you know, have their own belief. Mm-hmm. On this. But I believe that they're happy they are up in heaven. That's the only consolation that we can have. That's a nice and consolation it, to have. I know. It's it, a... it is, Niall. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just me and possibly many, many more people and many more people don't believe and that's fine. But it's the only consolation that she's happy in heaven and that she's at peace, which is, you know, these girls, these beautiful girls, uh, she was a stunningly beautiful girl like Ashley. Yeah. Very, very beautiful. Her whole life ahead of her, 23, her whole life ahead of her. 23 years of age. Um a very mild girl, uh, as I say, a very beautiful girl. She'd be, uh, she'd be she, seven. She'd be seventy now, wouldn't she? She would be seventy, seventy-one yeah. now. Yeah. And um, and well, sorry, June, for asking. I hate this might be extremely rude of me, but are you her older older sister or younger sister? I'm older. I'm two years older. I'm seventy-three now. But today, yesterday, it's the very same as it was in 1975 on a Sunday morning. Um, mm. You know, we, we got the, the word on a Sunday morning and a policeman came to my house and I had no idea what he was saying. He was standing in the kitchen and I, I was just looking at him and I could not process any of it. None of it. No. None of it. Even the days that followed, they were just... I, I, I was only saying this tonight. Yes. I was watching television with my partner. Mm-hmm. We were watching yes. that, that the idea of you know the guard coming to your door and taking his hat off, and yes. I, because it's traditional, of course, for a guard to take their hat off or a police officer to take their hat off when they're exactly. announcing the death of somebody. And I said, I'm, I cannot, mm-hmm. in my wildest dreams, imagine what a parent yes. must feel at that moment when they see oh. a guard at the door with their hat off. Because they oh. know what the outcome to that conversation is going to be, and it must be a horrendous, horrendous feeling. Basically, your 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 legs just start to to go, you know, with, mm. with sheer. What is he saying? I know what he's saying, but I cannot, as I've said to you, I cannot process. It's it's just it's just impossible. It's a very very difficult situation and it's very difficult for those people my heart really my heart yeah. goes out to them and I want to thank you Niall for being so um, kind and by bringing out gently bringing out um, I, I was a nervous wreck but I owe it to my beautiful sister Kathleen I owe it She'd to be so, I tell you what to remember her up in heaven she's looking down at you now so proud of you now June 
thank you very, very much. Now, that's, that's the result that I, I wanted, not for myself, mm. but for her, just to yeah. remember. I'm looking at her photograph now. And her, and her anniversary is in um, about three or four weeks. February. Yeah, yeah. And the frost, you know, these cold days that we've been having in the past couple of weeks, the frost, it just brings it back to me as well because it was on a The time of the year, of course, she yeah. Was, she was left lying in this field in the cold, in the frost, uh, half naked. I'm so sorry. The thoughts and the memory of that must be awful. And it must... It must the they, they, Those thoughts and memories must haunt you on a regular basis. But you're telling me you're looking at a photograph over there. What sort of, what's, in, what's in the photograph just as a portrait, is it? It's just a photograph... Of, she was at a wedding, and uh, I will send it on to you sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sure you're inundated with with uh, various things from the programs that you're. Um, I've always got time for people. Always, you have. You have your <laughs> but but in the f- d- describe. So is she? Is she got a big smile on her in the photograph? Is she smiling? She, at she, you? she looks. She looks very very always with a big smile and Good. always cheap bridesmaid. At all, the <laughs> and always she, the bridesmaid and never the bride. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm the big chief. Yeah, she uh, described herself as you know. Yeah, um, a, a lovely, lovely, lovely girl. And but um, I mean, you think June when you look at that photograph and that big uh-huh. smile on her face, and you talk uh-huh. about her always being the bridesmaid. You've got some lovely memories of her, June, and some We've happy memories of her. Memories. We have happy memories of her, and that she, I'm sure she is at peace. Uh, hopefully we get she is. a number of years going to her grave until uh, the priest, one of our local priests, he said, you know, I think you're doing the wrong thing because we weren't letting go. We weren't trying to deal with it. We were sitting there and we thought, you know, um, just let her be in peace. Just leave her. Let her, you know, have the good memories. Um, yeah. But, you know, don't... Well, look- I'm so glad that you spoke out today and so many people are listening to today. And, you know, you've done more probably for many people listening today than anybody else that I've spoken today because you brought back the memory of your sister and And never to be forgotten, Kathleen Cashin, never to be forgotten. Her name is embedded in history forever. And she's very proud of you too, by the way, June. Thank you. Could I just say one more thing, Niall, please? I know you're stuck for time and I'll make it very, very quick. Um, I think the sentencing, um, until they until the Justice Department and the government, I mean today, today, this evening, until they do something positive, until they give life for life, whatever happened to hard labour, I don't know, or Mm -hmm. some kind of life for life. Those two girls, how dare those men take the lives? I I presume it's a man that killed Ashley. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, but uh, for sure, I know it was Christopher Maher that killed my sister, and he got a year and ten months. Adil's insult to injury, it's, it's not... It's as it's, bad as the crime itself, to see somebody getting so little time in jail and not getting justice for the crime. Well, it's as bad well, as the crime itself. You're right. It is as bad as yes. the crime itself, and we have suffered over the years just because of the light, of the leniency of that sentence which uh, under any circumstances, I mean, if if I go down to the village and take a, a litre of milk, for example, yeah. you get, you'll get more than that. Oh, I know. I know, I know. I mean, and I, know. I cannot, 
in my mind, I cannot um, comprehend how no. a man who murders a woman at 23 mm. years of age in cold blood as he did your sister can mm. only get a year and 10 months, as you said, in, in Dundrum mm. at the time because he was found guilty uh, by reason mm. of insanity. And that, that for, uh, and for you, for the family, that's not justice. It's not justice. No. It's not justice at all. And I think that's why where we are as we are today, you know, it, we're, we're suffering all the time. We're <clears> suffering. He, he's enjoying his life and he, the audacity of the cheek Is he still of alive, is he? Do you know if oh, he's... Oh, yes, he's in Manchester, yes. He's oh. married, yes, of course. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know who'd want him, but there you go. Yeah, but, well, but yeah. Listen, June, it's been lovely talking to you. And I'm glad you chose to spoke to us today, by the way. I'm so I, glad you did. I, I, um, I've been, dis- as I said to you earlier, my third attempt. Okay. Well, I, I finally, I finally remembered, you know, and I hope she is happy and I hope she is hearing what I'm saying. She Well, she absolutely is, June. She's hearing what you're saying. And if she's up there in heaven, as you rightly said, she is. She's looking down and very proud of her sister, June, who has a lot of things to say to her. June, listen, thank you very much indeed. And I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to everybody that I have to cut you a little bit short today. Oh, I've gone way over time today. But thank you to everybody who got involved today. today's show, particularly June, uh, who was on there in the end talking about her sister, Kathleen Cashin, 47 years ago uh, on June, or should I say February the 1st. She was murdered back in 1975. So many people, by the way, texting in. Just heard one of the bravest women in Ireland on your show. Uh, well done to June uh, and well done not for listening says Tom uh, thanks to June says somebody else for being so brave and coming on the air and sharing her story and remembering her lovely sister Kathleen that comes in from Linda and so many people by the way texting in by the way June if you're still listening who are so proud of you for coming on the show today and talking about your sister as well at a time like this when we're talking about I suppose making it a safer world for women and obviously looking back to 1975 things hasn't changed history repeats itself over and over again sadly Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic.